I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Welcome to the 10th episode of the Farm Supplies Podcast, a small milestone for myself and a big step to helping provide quality content for the Australian agribusiness industry. We want to get down to the agribusiness side of the industry so that we can grow our own enterprises through the use of online tools, ag tech, marketing, finance and using cross-sector knowledge that may put you in good stead now and further on down the track. Let us know what you're keen on and we can do more of it. Let's meet today's guest on the show, Emma Weston. She is a co-founder of AgriDigital and as the CEO leads all aspects of the business strategy. AgriDigital is leading the way in digitizing, connecting and securing global agricultural supply chains from farmer to consumer. Most farmers are at the start of the supply chain, but by listening to Emma, you will find out how you can better manage your commodity further down the line. Let's get into it. G'day Emma, how are you? Yeah, I'm really good. Nice to be here, Jack. It's excellent to have you on the show today. So before we get started, can you just tell us where you started and how you got into AgriDigital? Yeah, sure. So uh, so I'm the CEO and a co-founder at AgriDigital, and I've got two other co-founders, Bob McKay and Ben Reed. so I'm definitely not doing this alone. Um, but my, I guess my backstory is um, it, it's pretty long. I'm actually a girl from the Burbs in Melbourne um, who fell into agriculture and just absolutely loved it. Um, and I started off life as a lawyer, but then got a job at the Australian Wheat Board at the time. Um, yeah. And that was really my kickstarted my career in agriculture and uh, my love of working with farmers in particular, but just the whole grains industry I just found really fascinating. So I had a, a really varied career there um, and then went into various um, companies that I was either founding or um, part of a founding team. And in 2015, had actually exited, um, would sold out of those businesses successfully, which was exciting, um, and came together with Ben and Bob to found AgriDigital. So that was at the back end of 2015. So my journey, I guess, was like a kind of a typical, um, you know, lawyer to... 
um, to manager, but then I did a bit of a, a bit of a U-turn or a bit of a strange one and, and um, went into my own, uh, my own business from an ag perspective and, and also all three of us, actually all three co-founders are farmers as well. So also went into farming in the end. Excellent. So you've got the business background and the foundations of a lawyer and bringing them across. You think that really helped in the initial stages? Look, I think it does because it's a, it's a, like the legal background and I haven't been a lawyer. Um, I haven't been licensed as a lawyer for a really, really long time, but it's a particular way of thinking about problems and, um, and, and being creative in the solution as well as being alive to the constraints that regulation imposes. Um, and in the grain supply chain, that's really important because th- there is regulation that's really important to be, uh, you know, to, to know and to be aware of. Um, and so there are things that do constrain our actions, but, you know, goodness gracious, there are a number of problems that we want to solve. And so I think that kind of, that background was ideal for me and I carry it forward with me now, although I wouldn't pretend to be a lawyer at all anymore. Yeah, of course. It's excellent that you've gone into agriculture. It's good that we can have others coming in from a different perspective. Um, and that's including yours. So how are we able to meet your co-founders? So I actually met Bob when I was, uh, Bob McKay, when I was working at the Australian Wheat Board, he ran the trading business there. And so we worked on an executive team together. Um, And then we actually went into business together when he already had a company called Ag Farm, which was a a pretty well-known grain advisory and broking business. So he and I ended up going in and were partners there. And we actually employed Ben Reid as one of our um, you know, early employees. And so he really went on that journey with us, uh, which was a fantastic journey because we built that business from being a, a small, you know, one, two person business based in Warren, New South Wales, and then Dubbo to being, you know, the largest independent broker uh, nationally in Australia. And then that was sold uh, to Rural Co and to CHS, which is the largest grain grower co-op in the United States. So we, you know, we did go on quite a journey as part of that, um, all three of us. And, you know, we worked out that we do work well together. Um, we complement each other really nicely. And, you know, we have this kind of just this, a bond, I guess, from what we've been through together. But also we really want to improve farming, agriculture. And I guess in some ways, I mean, it sounds a little corny to say it, but in some ways leave a bit of a legacy. We want to leave things better than what we found them. Yeah, definitely. I think that's a, like across the spectrum of agriculture. We always want to leave it better for the generation coming through, um, either starting a business or on farm. Yeah, exactly right. I mean, I think that's, um, you know, we, we talk about that as a technology company as well, right? You've got to leave code better than what you found yeah. it. So, um, you know, it's, it's, it's really across all, um, all parameters of the business. But in agriculture, I guess it's pretty poignant because we're talking about land, we're talking about a living thing, and we're talking often about properties that have been in families for generations. And, you know, we want them to be there for generations to come. And, you know, you, you spoke earlier a little bit about how it's good to have someone like me in the industry. Look, I've just been embraced by the industry. So I've been really lucky that um, you know, I think we, we work at a fantastic industry where you can bring all sorts of talents and be from different backgrounds and still be able to be successful um, and contribute. And part of that is, um, you know, also because we have, we've, we face big challenges as an industry. And so we need this diversity of perspective to solve those challenges. Yeah, I think like at the time now is perfect time for people to look towards ag. We're relying on it heavily for our food and their supply chain to get it there. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I'm really passionate about the fact that um, innovation is not a city occupation. There's, there's so much innovation that happens in the bush. Um, farmers have been innovating in, you know, so many ways for such a long time, but innovation happens all across the supply chain. And so um, it's certainly not just something that happens in the cities, and it's a, but it is a good bridge for how we can bring um, the city and the, you know, regional Australia or or not just Australia, but anywhere around the world together. Um, it's, it's a way of coming together. Yeah, absolutely. So for the, like the last five years of operations, you've done quite well. I see you've transacted 17.3 million tonnes. Yeah. That's across Australia. Can you just talk about a bit more into AgriDigital and how it all works? Yeah, so what AgriDigital is for, you know, your listeners who, who don't know what we do, um, when Bob, Ben and I came together and we started building out the team and we're about a 40-person, 40 45-person team now at AgriDigital, um, about two-thirds engineers or coders, um, one-third sales, commercial, operational staff. We, we built out AgriDigital really with the, the view that we wanted to solve two problems. And, you know, one of those was we want to make sure that uh, everybody, when you sell grain in the supply chain, you always get paid for that grain. Um, you know, we often hear of insolvencies. We hear of those where there are where times where there've been payment troubles. Um, it happens all too often, unfortunately, and mostly because our grain is commingled through the supply chain and the farmer or the seller is often an unsecured creditor in those cases. Um, they actually don't get paid in, in the case of an insolvency. So we really wanted to, you know, make sure that in the, 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 the it's only a minority of cases, but when it happens that, um, that there is no issue with respect to payment. But broader than that, we wanted to really have a look at how liquidity works in the supply chain and how can we ensure that we have a more sustainable supply chain by ensuring that more capital is coming in so that we can grow and invest um, across the supply chain itself. So what we do at AgriDigital Agri is the first step in solving those problems is actually to digitise the supply chain. So we need to digitise all of the operations from the farm gate all the way through to export and through to the consumer. And so AgriDigital is the underlying platform that provides that digital, uh, that digital service. So whether it's a farmer, a trader, you know, a dairy, a consumer of some kind, a miller, or indeed a, a storage operator, a silo operator, um, you know, we provide the underlying platform that unifies um, that data set as the grain actually moves through the supply chain. So um, that's what we do. So we're a technology company. Um, you know, we're what people call an ag tech company uh, because we actually provide finance to the supply chain as well. We're also a fintech. Um, yep. So I guess we're a kind of an ag tech meets fintech, which is a little unusual. Uh, you don't find many of them out there. Yeah. So how has that fintech platform gone? Has it been around since five years as well? Or? No. So we actually introduced the, the base uh, operational platform, uh, which is a commodity management platform first. And that first came into market actually about three and a half years ago. So our first beta customer was Fletcher's in Dubbo in uh, the harvest of 2016. And we actually then commercialized fully in 2017. So um, obviously then hit a pretty, pretty tough drought along with uh, the rest of the ag industry on the East Coast uh, in any case, uh, which, you know, certainly required a lot of navigation. But over that time, that 17 odd million tonnes or $2 billion worth of um, product that's gone through AgriDigital is really tonnes that's been um, transacted by farmers, by traders and by um, site operators who all use AgriDigital as the underlying platform for their supply chain operations. The finance business has really only been around for about two years um, and it provides finance to 
to buyers of grain, but also farmers. Um, in the instance of a farmer, it could be uh, that a farmer doesn't want to sell their grain because they perhaps have a different, uh, they don't need to, or they don't want to because they don't like the prices, but they actually have a need for cash flow. And so we are able to provide commodity backed finance. So we actually use that grain as collateral to then provide yep. the finance to the grower. And that's been uh, growing really nicely, even with the drought. Uh, but this year we're just, demands massive. So it's, it's re really looking exciting for us and for the rest of the industry this year. So for like the holding of the grain, instead of holding gold, you're holding their grain, mm -hmm. um, allowing them that's to right. access finance. Yep, that's exactly right. So it's basically um, because of the, the technology platform we have, we have real time uh, mark to market of the commodity as it travels through the supply chain. And so we're able to provide you know, the maximum amount that we can in terms of a percentage of the value of that commodity without actually having recourse to any other uh, assets. So we don't hold, you know, mortgages over farms or um, require any other form of security. We don't require directors, guarantees or anything like that. We don't even require five years worth of credit history because it's not the credit assessment that we're doing. It's a commodity assessment. What is this commodity worth at any point in time? And, you know, who owns that commodity if they have clear title to that and we can see that through the AgriDigital platform, then we can lend against it. Yes, excellent. So you're really like encompassing the different areas for helping out farmers? Well, we'd like to think so. And really, when you think about supply chain, there's, there's three things really that all supply chain is. There's the physical movement of goods through the supply chain. There's the finance that comes in and the money that moves through the supply chain. And there's the data that moves through the supply chain, which tells us information about our goods and, uh, you know, pricing information and so forth. Well, all we've done is really, instead of having that happening in three different software programs or three different types of solutions, we've combined that all into one solution, one really easy to use platform that's even on your mobile phone. So you can access any of that movement of the physical commodity the data associated with that movement and you can now finance it as well. Yeah. I think like the ease, easy of use, like making it easier to use um, is really good for farmers. Just like get it all in the one platform. We're quite separated with different platforms everywhere. Um, and it's good to see that you're bringing it all together. Yeah, it's one of the big problems still across the industry. And, you know, I find that as well as a farmer um, is that there's a lot of different technologies and other solutions that are coming um, into market at the moment. But how do we actually connect them all? And how do we stop, you know, as a farmer, how do I ensure that when I use one technology solu solution, I don't have to replicate all of that information and all of that data into another technology solution? It's just a waste of time and it's also prone to error. Um, so, you know, it's incumbent on technology providers like ourselves at AgriDigital to look at how we can start to stitch up this ecosystem to the benefit of everyone. So, you know, one of the things we're doing is having a look at how can we connect AgriDigital with the farm management software that farmers are using so that when they look at using AgriDigital to manage their post-harvest or their harvest and post-harvest activities, we can connect that all the way back to what's happening in the paddock and then they can understand, you know, what their gross margin is at a paddock level. Um, so it, it's, you know, part of what we need to do as a technology industry is to keep making things easier. Yeah. Excellent. And like also moving into like gross margins and benchmarking. Yep. For farmers. Yeah. So there's actually, yeah. So there's a lot of farmers who, you know, as you would know, that have benchmarking groups and they've been already combining um, their data and um, looking at ways in which they can understand and optimize their decision-making on the back of understanding what others are doing and, and, you know, the, the use of, um, 
this kind of group data to drive decision making. So I think that's definitely um, one of the next stages for us is not just to be uh, capturing and recording data, but then actually be able to optimise the decision making process for the farmer to move more into the predictive analytics space uh, so that we can actually help make those right decisions in the moment when they need to be made. Yeah, absolutely. For like for agri-digital, creating trust and like transparency within agriculture supply chains, it starts with the farmer. Um, I see like you've had over 5,000 users, active users currently. Yep. So we had, I think that's probably the latest information on our website. We've probably got a, at any point in time, we've probably got about five, five and a half thousand um, active users. We've actually got around about 13,000 users um, across the, the platform globally. And so it just depends, you know, who's active at different points in time that may have to do with an agricultural cycle, which yep. we, you know, there's, there's farmers that are more active than others at different points in time and traders and, and side operators that are more active than others. But it's grown. Um, the network of users has grown really nicely. And, you know, we then we take that really seriously um you know that piece around making sure that we are a trusted partner and that we're building out technology in a really responsible way um so that we can you know basically grow out uh the the wealth of the supply chain particularly for small to medium enterprise which is where farmers and a lot of businesses really sit it's not all multinationals it's not all cargill and louis dreyfus and and bungie yeah. we definitely need those guys in there but um you know it, it really as you said it starts at the production end of the spectrum it's excellent so for like getting a farmer onto the platform how does someone from like the wheat belt join agri digital or yeah, so we've actually got a product that we're launching. I'm so glad you asked, Jack. We've got a product that we're, we're launching um, actually in a couple of weeks called Waypath. Uh, so that's W-A-Y-P-A-T-H, Waypath. And it's a product aimed squarely at farmers and supporting farmers uh, to make sure that they, from the paddock forwards, they never lose control of their commodity and they always have real-time uh, information about their inventory. Um, they never lose it, whether it's on a truck or whatever it may be, whether it's in their own silos or it's going into third party silos or being sold against a contract, they're able to track that all the way through to payment and to reconciliation. So that product um, is available in the App Store and Google Play Store. So it's just a, it's a mobile app that can be done, um, can be, you can download a demo account um, through the App Store and then you just go to our website, agridigital.io, um, in order to, to, to sign on up if that's um, something of interest. And this Very easy. Yeah. So we've got lots of farmers doing that. That's excellent. So it comes out at start of August or? Yeah, yeah. mid-August roughly. Mid-August. Yeah. Yeah. So stay tuned. So that's the way farmers can control where their commodity is. Exactly right. So we've actually got um, users already uh, because we've had the product in a beta form for around about a year now. Um, and so we've got users in Australia, users in the US. And it's used for farmers to track their loads of grain uh, as they go from the paddock, so as they're harvesting, all the way through uh, their, through to the farm gate, but then can go beyond the farm gate through to third-party storage, uh, as well as being able to manage their inventory on farm. And for those farmers who do have significant on-farm storage, it's a really great way of effectively starting to manage their business like they're a silo or a storage operator or an elevator. It enables them to be able to designate ownership to multiple um, entities. So even if they don't own 100% of the grain, they can actually start to effectively operate like their own elevator, like their own trader, which gives them more power in the supply chain. 
Yeah, and of course, and they know how much they have on hand or how much they're selling at the time. Absolutely. Yeah. So it's like real time position management for the farmer and being able to take that once that um, position goes into a, a sold position, um, being able to reconcile that right back to the paddock or the field. That's perfect. So best of luck for Waypath. I'll have to check in mid-August. Yeah, do. Yeah, thank you. Actually, we're, we're going to make sure that you're invited to the to the launch. So don't worry about that. You'll, you'll get an invite shortly. Excellent. Can't wait. So moving on, I'm like intrigued about, I saw blockchain. You've been dabbling in this. How has this worked for AgriDigital or yourself? Is it live at the moment? So, yeah, it is live. So um, what we actually do, it, it's not... Um, it's not underlying the commodity management platform. It actually supports our finance business. Yep. And so uh, what it does is whenever we finance something, we create a digital version of that physical asset and that digital asset is then recorded on chain as well as all of the attributes of that asset. So what we're starting to do is to build out um, a form of the asset that becomes data rich and also enables us to, uh, I'm probably going to get a little technical here, but effectively on the blockchain, uh, which is really just an accounting system, like a universal accounting system or a distributed ledger, as it's also called, um, it enables us to write code that, and that can um, allow that digital asset to be auto executed through certain workflows. And those that code is called smart contracts when it's um, in the blockchain world. But effectively, that enables us to be hyper efficient in terms of the management of that asset through the supply chain, and to ensure that um, really important attributes like ownership are known at all times. So there's never any dispute as to who holds title to the asset. This is really fundamental when you're financing. Um, an asset because often there are disputes with respect to title. There are no disputes with respect to quality, um, to who is actually, to where that asset is. So like the actual location of the asset. So proof of location, proof of quality, proof of ownership. So all of those aspects are supported by um, the underlying blockchain. And so what we actually did as AgriDigital back in 2016, um, we actually executed the world's first sale of grain on a blockchain. Um, it was a farmer in Geary, New South Wales, who sold to Fletcher's in Dubbo. Uh, which was very exciting. And we actually did real-time payments as part of that to prove that you could actually um, deliver grain into storage and be paid before you'd even left the driveway, um, you know, of the, of the buyer. So uh, that was at the very early, the very early days, but we've developed out a whole suite of technology that we've now um, licensed to a new entity called Giora and that's G-E-O-R-A and Giora is a not-for-profit entity and we want to open source that technology so that everyone can use it not just in the grain supply chain but um, but more broadly. Uh, so we we do use that in our finance business and very much as I said it's, it's kind of proof of services at the moment and we'll start to move into uh, smarter execution which will then provide cost savings uh, for back office in particular. It sound, it's definitely interesting like way to get into it for agriculture and bring it in through your fintech. It's pretty cool that you were able to first transaction in the world with Fletcher's. Yeah, I think it's cool too. There's, um, you know, I, I sort of feel like it was um, at the time we didn't realise it was such a big deal. Uh, we just thought we'd try it in agriculture. Everyone was talking about it and all sorts of, you know, banking and finance and insurance and 
and we, you know, we knew that there was a there was a use case here in supply chain. And of course, now supply chain is probably the biggest use case of all for blockchain. So we were very much at the forefront, I guess, in the early days. Um, and you know, I, I suppose I want to say to everyone, it's it's not that blockchain is just the coolest technology, and that's why we're using it. It actually has real inherent uses that are very important for what we want to do in supply chain and making sure that we do have security, um, that we do, you know, security of payment, security of the asset, that we do have transparency and trust within um, our supply chain. So there's, there's certain aspects to the technology that are really important, um, but it's also not a silver bullet either. You know, it's one technology and a toolkit of technologies that we use and they all come together to provide the solution. So it's definitely not a... Um, you know, it's, it's not going to solve all our problems, unfortunately. Yeah, I think it, like, it just adds security for the user as well, doesn't it? Absolutely. And, you know, if we have a look at how blockchain is, you know, being used, um, you know, globally, a, a lot of it is around being able to track and trace data and the track and trace of data. Yes, it supports provenance applications in, you know, agricultural products, but it also supports data provenance. That is, you know, knowing who who put this data on chain, um, you know, was it validated? Who was it validated by? Or was it not validated at all? And therefore, you know, we might question that data um, is really important. Also making sure that if, you know, an asset has been used as security, that it can only be used once as security. It can't be offered up multiple times and therefore it reduces the, um, you know, the, the likelihood of fraud. Uh, as well, that has been pretty rife in agricultural supply chains or commodity supply chains generally. Um, you know, one of the latest applications, actually, it's a little off topic for us, Jack, but um, I did see that the US is using uh, blockchain to uh, actually um, provide an underlying ledger of uh, testing across the US for COVID. So, um, all right. You know, there, there are multiple uses and it's definitely a technology that is not too far away from in the future at all. It's really, you know, technology that's being used now. Well, I think like the trust, people trusting uh, blockchain, people are like easing onto a bit more at first, like no one wanted to touch it. Yeah, look, I think it, you know, it, it, it's been like, like any technology, um, it goes through it's sort of its peaks and its and its yeah. valleys, I guess. Um, and what I suppose I want to see with any technology is that, you know, we don't just dismiss a technology because it's new, but that we start to explore and think about, you know, how we can use this technology to solve problems. But we also need to be aware that, as I said, it's not a silver bullet. It's not going to solve every problem. And, you know, one thing that blockchain doesn't do, it doesn't validate your data for you. It just tells you that this data, you know, was posted, you know, at a particular time onto the chain. Um, and, you know, once it's on chain, you know that it can't be changed, right? That's the important yeah. thing. But it doesn't tell you that what came onto the blockchain was correct to begin with. And so, you know, we still need to have data validation and verification capabilities before data gets on chain. And that's where systems like AgriDigital come in, you know, as an underlying verifier or um, validator of, um, of data. And we'll also see IoT devices and a whole lot of other, um, you know, devices come in as contributing to that validation as well. Excellent. So I hope, hopefully we can use it a bit more within ag, not only just for supply chain, but to see where else it can grow. Yeah, I think so. We're definitely going to see, um, we're obviously seeing traceability applications. So, you know, that's that's something that we already are pretty familiar with. 
um, we will see, you know, a, Blockchain enables us, uh, where because we can rely on the data, um, you know, once it has been validated and put on chain, we can use it to very quickly make decisions. Um, so dynamic pricing decisions around insurance, for example. So we could see new types of insurance products um, come out of blockchain-based solutions. Uh, we'll definitely see new financial services and it will also potentially open up new pools of liquidity, which is something we're really interested in. Um, to come into uh, to agriculture because there are a lot of investors who have not been able to invest in agriculture in the past because they you know they haven't been liquid assets but when we have digital assets we suddenly have something that's investable in a way that the physical asset isn't to most people yeah of course I think like within agriculture being more connected allows us onto these like, types of things with the blockchains and even the waypath app further down the line. Yeah, so that connectivity piece is still a challenge, isn't it, for yeah. <laughs> for some of us? And, you know, I farm out at Warren, New South Wales, um, and I can't say that um, every square inch of um, of our farm, uh, you know, we have, uh, we, we certainly don't have 4G and we don't have even 3G on certain areas. So, um, you know, we do need to still keep investing in, you know, the, the underlying infrastructure that supports uh, the technology uh, for sure. Yeah, it's important. Absolutely. So like working within tech and commodity management, what is like one thing you would like to change about it? Look, I think from a from a from a commodities perspective, I'd probably like to to change the competitive aspects that have actually characterized the commodities industry for a really long time. Um, you know, I'd love to see more collaboration and cooperation across the industry and uh, you know, the, the, the ag industry has actually been characterised by competition. You know, it's a supply yeah. and demand driven uh, driven market. And so that's driven a kind of a business consciousness and a management consciousness that's been driven by um, scarcity. Uh, one of the great things about technology is it starts to actually turn that on its head. Yes, commodities might be scarce, but the technology is abundant. And so, you know, I'd love to see more collaboration activity uh, across across supply chain in any case. Yeah, I think that's excellent. What I'm trying to do with Farms Advice is bring all the information for like companies such as yourself um, and then allowing the farmers to make the decision on there, being a bit more transparent within the industry. Yeah, so um, that transparency piece, I think it's, it's fantastic what you're doing and congratulations on everything that you've achieved. I've certainly been on the website and had a you know, good look around and um, you know, played with a couple of the tools that you have on there as well. And you know, I think it's um, it's really hard. It, it really felt hard five years ago to start shifting the dial on transparency. But you know, we're getting it's really getting ahead of steam now, and we're and we're seeing that actually it doesn't destroy the commodities market. It doesn't. Um, you know, it's it. There was a kind of an underlying belief that we couldn't have transparency because you know there was all of this information that was very secret and had to be secret. Um, but actually, what we're seeing is that transparency is creating its own market. Um, momentum and you know it the and it's it's backing marketplaces and technologies in ways that are really you know to the benefit of the participants so um, you know anyway congratulations on what you're doing it's fantastic thank you I'm not like I'm not a coder or anything it's very like minimal vibe product at the moment but like yeah. over the next few years hopefully we can grow something out for it and help ag tech companies such as yourself get out there and then get farmers to adapt and adopt into these 
Yeah, really important because I think, um, you know, one of the other areas that, you know, we're seeing some change start to happen is that there's starting to actually be some influences in the ag space. And so, you know, part of what, you know, you and others are doing is starting to highlight, highlight solutions, sorry, that are in market, um, you know, perhaps where there's some early adopters who have taken the risk of going with these uh, technologies or these products as the, the early user, um, but have had success. And, you know, then we're able to demonstrate that success, you know, to the next cohort of users um, and start to get that technology adoption happening much quicker and, and much cheaper as well um, yeah. than, you know, has happened in the past. Yeah, I think like the education and getting them on is probably the hardest part. I think like educating like a farm to spend 2000 and then down the line they will save 20000 Have you found that difficult at all? With, like, yeah, look there's, look, there's still a very, you know, um, necessary piece around talking about the value that we bring um, yeah. and making sure that, you know, we're not, an inexpensive solution, um, you know, so, you know, it depends upon, you know, how large you are as a farmer as to what you pay with AgriDigital. But, um, you know, for, we've got some farmers that, you know, are, are paying as little as $1,000 and we've got, you know, other farmers that, you know, are starting to kind of pay up towards $20,000. So, you know, depending upon where they sit in the spectrum and the, the number of services that they use at AgriDigital, um, doesn't matter whether you're a $1,000 user or a $20,000 user, you still have to see value. Um, you know, for, for where you're at and, you know, our, our job and we're trying to get better at it and, you know, uh, really welcome any feedback that anyone has around how we can do better. But we're very passionate about showing the ROI. Like we build this technology to make farmers' lives and others' lives easier. Um, and we don't want to kind of add to, to, to the burden. We want to make it really simple um, and we want to make the ROI really simple to calculate as well. So we, we're getting there. We've probably got to do better, but we are getting there. Yes, excellent. I think like what you're doing is perfect for the agribusiness sector um, and just giving a bit more power to the farmer and allowing them to make the decision when time's ready to sell or, or if it's not. Yeah, that's right. I mean, I think we want to make, um, you know, as a farmer, I want to feel confident in uh, my ability to, to to grow my business beyond the farm gate and to participate in a supply chain. And the reason I want to do that is because that's where most of the money is. It's not actually in, mm. it's not unfortunately in what we grow. It's what happens after, afterwards. And so, you know, more and more, I want to be able to help farmers and, you know, the agri-digital team want to help farmers um, be able to participate in that supply chain. We also want to help the other great participants who are already there, the traders and the consumers and the exporters and the freight providers and the supply um the, the silo operators and storage operators we we want to help all of those participants um continue to do what they do as well and um and the more the merrier that's our view right you know if we have a really you know strong vibrant uh community of users then that means we're going to have a really strong vibrant community um in the supply chain which is going to be much better for you know for consumers like ultimately as well yeah, of course. I think like the consumers will benefit. Um, as we look past the farm gate, we're more interested in the quality and also the different types of products that come from our raw commodities. Yeah, I can, you know, th there's just no change to that consumer wave of wanting to feel connected to uh, the products that they buy. Um, and, you know, there are consumers who are helping us lead the way of starting to decommoditize products that were always thought of as, you know, pure commodities. 
Um, there's some really great examples of farmers who, you know, are putting branding onto to grain products, um, who are starting to build out supply chains into overseas markets. Um, so, you know, that, I, I, I think they're fantastic endeavours and, you know, we, we want to support them any way we can. Yeah, of course. I saw like there's one called Dad's Oats and they're selling yep. just like rolled oats. Have you seen them? Yeah, I have. I have. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, even, um, you know, there's a, a family, you know, up in northern New South Wales, um, Ballada Gold. And, uh, you know, I was aware of, uh, you know, of, of the Kush family, you know, back when I was at AWB, you know, this is like talking 20, 25 years ago, they were really pioneers in starting to take a family and a farm brand out to market. It was probably very early days then um, for doing that. And, you know, now I hope that they reap the rewards of, you know, all of the investment and the effort they've put in um, because, you know, there is room for a lot of these brands out there. People want to feel connected and uh, they like to, to know the stories that lie behind their food in particular, um, but also their fibre in the case of cotton and wool. Um, and there's probably a movement, you know, in these COVID times to, you know, a bit more of simplicity in the supply chain as well. Um, so, you know, less of the, the over, um, I guess, the over-industrialisation uh, of the you know, of the supply chain has been called into question. So that's something else that, you know, we should just watch as a trend. Yeah, of course. I think like simplicity within the supply chain and how we can access the different tools works just like not to scare away the farmers with the onboarding process as well, for sure. Yeah. So, you know, we, we're really passionate about that um, at AgriDigital. So we have um, Lily Clifton, actually, um, she's a farmer's daughter, um, heads up our uh, CX team, our customer experience team. And, you know, all we're primarily focused on at the moment is trying to drive for frictionless onboarding. You know, we know that there are other aspects of the product that we need to build out and get better at. But if the first experience is a lousy one, um, you know, farmers won't see the benefits of some of the other things that we've built out or we're going to build out in the future. So definitely, you know, need to work really hard to, to make that as frictionless as possible. Um, as I said, I think we can do better than what we're doing. Uh, we haven't done a bad job, but we, we're constantly striving to, to do better. And, you know, we're, we're lucky that we've got investors and backing that, you know, helps us. Um, you know, we're going to be here for the long term. So, you know, we can keep on investing and, and making sure that the product gets better and better all the time and the experience is better and better for the, for the user. Yeah, of course. Just gives you that extra flexibility so you can mould around the different markets at the time, for sure. And, and also so we can get... Um, feedback you know from our customers we we love we've got like whatsapp groups that some of our customers use to give us feedback and um, participate in focus groups this kind of way of building out products now almost in consultation with your customer is really inspiring yeah i think like the relationship is the best part of like between yourself and a farmer um we go to next length for our customers so and that's what we don't want to lose. Um, you know, we're a technology company. We're digital first, absolutely. But we're still people, you know, making products for people. And, you know, we don't want to lose that connection. Yeah, absolutely. I think, like, farmers value that as well. So it's, like, a good, good way to look at it, for sure. For, for someone, like, coming into the industry and wanting to, like, follow in the steps that you've done, what would you recommend? Like, you've come from outside of the industry. How would you tell someone the best way to like bust through into agriculture 
I think these days internships are amazing. Um, you know, the ability to just you know, like go and have two, four, six weeks experience, um, you know, at a variety of different industries and actually kind of try before you buy or before you invest too heavily, um, particularly if you're looking at, you know, going and doing tertiary education on the back of this. So I think it's never too early to try and get an internship. Um, you know, that's, that's one thing I definitely would advise. Um, I think the second thing is that it's really important to, um, to actually start developing a product philosophy. Um, in Australia in particular, we haven't grown up with really great product management um, as a nation. And so there's actually a dearth of skills in that area when we're looking at, you know, product skills in particular. So I really would encourage more people to look at coming into the industry uh, to be problem solvers through the building of great products and to develop skills around product management. And so that doesn't have to be done in the ag industry. It can be done in any other industry and those skills can be brought across to ag. Uh, so I think if you've you know, been working somewhere for five or six years and you think, oh, well, that disqualifies me from coming into ag, I would think again. Um, you know, and the third and final thing is, you know, COVID has shown us that we can work from anywhere. And so if you have the skills, then you know, look for organisations like ours. I'll give us a shameless plug. You know, we value talent over location. And, yeah. you know, if you've got the skills, then, you know, you can be based in the bush and you can be part of a, a growing company like ours or many others that are out there. You don't have to be city-based anymore. And I think that's fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, like, for someone, like, during the drought, farmers may have been looking for different roles. And I think, like, remote working for them, like, if it's one day a week or even five days a week, just adds that extra element into it, allowing them to get in there. Yeah, absolutely. And hopefully it brings something extra to what they do as a farmer as well, because I know, I know it has for me working at AgriDigital and really thinking and, and, and being so immersed in technology has really, I guess, improved and changed the way I look at farming as well. Yeah, absolutely. We might, like, we might start to wrap it up now, Emma. I think it's excellent what you're doing for AgriDigital. Um, and then like really helping farmers throughout the supply chain and also with the backing of your fintech. Well, thanks very much. And, you know, thanks very much for having me on the show. I really appreciate having a chat. That's excellent to have you on. For, like, for the podcast, who would you like to hear on here and why? So I'd love to hear um, more young farmers who yep. are looking at um, I guess being part of a succession change and thinking around like what they're thinking about the farm of the future. That's really exciting for me to hear about. Um, and there's also some, you know, some, some other great ag techs out there, um, you know, that I really think are, are worthwhile having on the show. Uh, people, uh, well, there's, there's, there's people like Kevin Baum um, and Justin Webb from AgriWeb on the livestock side. Um, as well as Anastasia Volkova at uh, Fluorosat. Um, there's a, you know, we've got a wealth of great technology talents in this, um, this country, so that'd also be great to have on the show. Yeah, of course. I used to work at Fletcher's. You mentioned it before. Yeah. In 2016, I worked in the grain office there. So it'd be good oh, to... Oh, did you? Yeah, it'd be good to speak to Roger about the blockchain and how everything's gone about there. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm surprised we didn't cross paths. But yeah, I mean, Roger, he would be amazing to have on the show, wouldn't he? He's such a, he's such an innovator himself. Um, you know, we, we're just uh, very proud of our association with, with Roger and his team at Fletcher's. 
it was pretty cool just to see like the scope of what Fletcher's was. I didn't realize like a company within Dubbo reached that far across the world. So it was cool to see that side of it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think he's uh, I think he's amazing. I'd love to see Roger on Australian Story. Actually, I just think his his whole back history is incredible. Yeah, and the community building that he's done for Dubbo. Uh, but hopefully, we can get him on the show later on. <laughs> I'll I'll I'll, um, I'll support you. Let me see what, anything you can get. Yeah, any help you need, let me know. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Excellent. So, for people wanting to get in touch with you yourself or even AgriDigital, how can we do that? So really easy through our website, www.agridigital.io. Um, I am really easy to find as well um, on Twitter, Emma M. Weston. So E-M-M-A-M-W-E-S-T-O-N is my handle on Twitter. Um, and happy for you to email me if you want to go old school and email me. I'm emma.weston at agridigital.io. Excellent. Thank you very much for coming on to the show today, Emma. It's good that we could track you down finally. I know. Thanks, Jack. I really appreciate the patience that you showed. Um, But I've really enjoyed it, so it was well worth the wait. Excellent. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to the Farms Advice podcast. I hope that we can help you fill in the gaps of your business to help you grow into the future. If you'd like to get in touch, see how we can grow your agribusiness, please visit us at farmsadvice.com.au. Please share this podcast with your colleagues, friends and family to help us find the right audience to improve Australian agribusiness. Hope to see you next time. Cheers. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.